Welcome to Oncology Data Advisor. Today, I have the pleasure of being joined by one of our editorial board members, Dr. Lauren Gazal. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me. <laughs> to start off, would you like to uh, share a little bit of an intro about yourself? Oh, yeah. Um, so, hello, everyone. My name is Lauren Gazelle. I am currently a um, an assistant professor at the University of Rochester um, and also a family nurse practitioner and just thrilled to be here and talk about a recent presentation that I gave. Yeah. So you gave the uh, keynote presentation at ONS Bridge this week. Would you like to share an overview of uh, what you talked about in the presentation? Yeah. Yeah. I was um, really honored to be invited and um, to, it's always, it was my first keynote, real professional keynote. Um, and so that was an experience in itself. Um, but I felt very comfortable and um, there's a little less pressure with doing it virtually. Um, but it was also, you know, it's, you miss that interaction with, with attendees too. Um, but yeah, so I, I, um, I, again, I had the honor of presenting the keynote at this year's uh, Oncology Nursing Society Bridge um, this past Tuesday, September 12th. Um, and I believe I was actually invited to prevent, present following my invo involvement in ONS Congress's um, Mar Mara Mogensen Flaherty Memorial Lectureship, more affectionately termed the Mara. Um, and after that presentation, it was reflected back to me that my Mara presentation um really left attendees debriefing and reflecting on their own practices and themselves act after. And I had this portion there of um, kind of questioning your why and, you know, answering questions in the reflective process that could really help you to um, continue on in your careers and pro progress in whatever way, um, you know, is best for you in your oncology nursing career. So, my keynote at Bridge had two main objectives. The first, um, to identify several factors contributing to nurse workforce sustainability. Um, and the second being to provide participants with the opportunity to reflect um, their own desires and passions in pursuing a career in oncology nursing. And so to do this, I first shared some data, being a researcher, um, around the larger nurse workforce, um, and then central to oncology. And then discussed how this contributes to nursing sustainability. And so we all know that there are significant and substantial challenges to our workforce's sustainability. Um, our nation's over 4 million registered nurses work in every aspect of healthcare and are critical to delivering healthcare. Um, and we know that there are evolving healthcare systems locally and nationally. Um, and we hope that with improving um, the sustainability of our nurse workforce, we can improve our overall nation's health. And so I discussed challenges such as burnout and moral distress that have been, you know, well talked about. Some would argue not talked about enough, though, um, which have, you know, stemmed from a demanding workload and staffing shortages and retention. Uh, I referenced one study in particular specific to oncology staff, um, but it was a survey of um, over 200 cancer care centers by the U.S. Advisory Board and the Association of Community Cancer Centers, um, which noted that among all their oncology staff, oncology nurses in particular had the highest rates of turnover, with uh, about 10 to 20 percent of the centers reporting more than 25 percent turnover in the previous 12 months. And so then I also shared about, um, you know, when we think about the economics of the nurse workforce, um, the projected inadequate supply of our workforce resulting from rising openings um, coupled with an aging workforce. 
Um, there's also prevalent challenges around nurses' personal safety um, that include risking exposure to infection, but then also assault and violence in the workplace. And we've heard in the news recently a few studies, um, or excuse me, a few um, personal stories of um, really um, significant um, incidents of, of workplace violence against registered nurses. Um, and then, then I discussed opportunities within our workforce. And one takeaway that I got my from my presentation in the Mara was that while um, you know we we focused on challenges, we didn't really draw attention to anything positive about our workforce. And we do have a lot of positives in our workforce. And um, so a few things that I shared were um, you know we have a growing research base um, and research and re research infrastructure and funds devoted to addressing burnout, nurse burnout. Um, and opportunities to collaborate with our nursing colleagues across the globe, um, which I believe really strengthens a workforce. And there's an emergence of nurses being seen and heard as experts. And this increased visibility is a reflection of professional acknowledgement. And I think even just your invitation to me and to other nurses on the Oncology Data Advisor Board, recognizing, you know, our um, expertise as, as providers here and as advanced practice nurses, as, um, as registered nurses, and, um, you know, being seen and heard more in the media. Um, so, so that was, um, uh, important for me to draw on my own experiences um, where I was really fortunate to be able to um, have a voice in that media and in publishing some op-eds with CNN and then um, being asked to do an on-air um, interview um, last January with with CNN. And um, I think it's it's great to me to reflect on that as even early on in my career to be um, asked not only about what nursing does and what, what nursing is, but from your experience and your expertise as a nurse, you know, what do you have to share with the public and what, what advice do you have? What recommendations, but also what can we learn from your experiences? Um, and then um, I shared other opportunities, you know, we have a growing body of research that has shown that um, telehealth and electronic health in um, undergraduate and graduate levels of education um, have helped have allowed students to develop, you know, skills needed to be able to embrace this utilization of telehealth and e-health and healthcare. And then lastly, touched on another opportunity around um, advanced practice nurses um, with um but, you know, the laws and regulations that enable nurses to practice at the full extent of their education and licensure. So that was that first part. And then the second part was really uh, more of a reflective experience. And I reflected during the, um, the keynote as well, how it was, um, even though I've responded to these questions that I posed to the audience, um, every time I do it, I, I get, I take something else away from it. And so it was like a, um, they call it like a meta experience, right? I feel like you're living it inside. And um, and so the second portion of this keynote um, really dove a bit more on steps that the audience and oncology nurses in particular could take to find their own why and their own voice in nursing. And so I applied Simon Sinek's golden circle as a model. And then also um, some questions that I was, um, you know, uh, was shown and taught early on during my undergraduate years at Boston College from Father Michael Himes, who's a theo theologian, who was a theologian, excuse me. Um, and uh, so I, I went through first the golden circle model, which um, 
which provides, you know, really compelling evidence of how much more we can achieve if we start everything we do by first asking a simple question of, of why. And it's a concentric model um, of concentric circles, excuse me, where the center circle is that why question. Um, and then you start from that center circle and work your way out. So um, you start with why, which is the purpose. And you'll get questions like, what is your cause? What do you believe? Right? Why are you an oncology nurse. And so I posed that out to the audience. And then taking a step to the next outer circle is the how. So that's the all about the process. Um, and these are specific actions that um, folks can take to realize and get to the why. And then is the what, this result portion of what do you do? What's the result of the why? What is the proof? Um, and I reflected, you know, a bit more on how um, oncology nurses really, um, uh, I think we we know why we get into oncology nursing um, and, you know, nursing overall, um, but it's much easier for us to, to answer, what do you do as a nurse, right, on that outer circle instead of why do you do what you do? And so I kind of flipped, you know, that general conversation of let's let's all start to begin to think more about why it is what we do and that will help us to really answer the what we do. Um, so yeah, I, I had some also open like Q&A questions and we've started to get some feedback on um, and asked this question in the beginning and then the end of, um, uh, I believe it was in one word and we used the, the chat function, <laughs> you know, in one word, what could, um, in one word, uh, what's one word that you could use to describe your current practice as an oncology nurse? And um, I, I think just looking at those responses first, at the beginning of the presentation, and then when I asked it to get the end, um, definitely a lot more hopeful, a lot more directed. Um, and not to say that everything should be positive after my keynote, because, you know, one keynote doesn't cure anything. <laughs> but I think it starts to get folks really um, starting to think about that why first and why that why how that answering that question of the why is able to um really fuel them with the passion to continue on in their careers or perhaps you know um uh pivot in a way and that's okay too um so i'll stop there <laughs> yeah that's amazing um congrats again on a successful presentation i'm sure it's such a valuable topic in oncology right now um, I'm curious for those one word uh, responses that you mentioned, what were some of the differences between um, before and after the presentation in terms of what they responded? Oh, yeah, yeah. The interesting to see how, you know, the the responses change again from the start to the end of the talk. Um, and again, a bit more, a bit for a bit more hopeful. A bit before it was just like challenging, rewarding, meaningful, yes, evolving, busy growing, grateful, changing, but a lot of difficult, a lot of challenging, humbling, busy. And then after the talk, I, I, the way that it pivoted to me was a lot more reflective, a lot more of um, kind of life-changing vocation, um, you know, again, those evolving, ever-changing, um, bittersweet, influential, you know, a little bit more acknowledging that they... Um, you know, and they and us, right, as nurses, um, actually have power over our practice and actually have, you know, an opportunity to amplify our voices as nurses. Um, and I think that's what's been stunned a bit and really 
highlighted during the pandemic is sure at the same time we're being asked about our experiences, but there is still a bit of a silencing and a bit of, um, you know, perhaps, you know, maybe don't know what to say right now, or, um, you know, I can't exactly share exactly what I'm going through because there's still a lot of trauma wrapped up with the pandemic. And so um, I think it was, I think it was a time for folks to really pause and say, you know, whether they've been in nursing and we asked the question at the beginning of how long, you know, their tenure in nursing has been. And we had folks from within five years to over 40, over 50 years. Um, and so it was a good reflection for me to look back at and say, even if you're just within five years in practice or 50 plus years in practice, you still can do this exercise and get something from, from, um, from reflecting on what is the why. That's awesome. That's been really cool to see too. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned some of the things like uh, the golden circle method for uh, finding your why. Uh, what is some of the advice you have for nurses who are kind of reflecting on this and trying to find their why? Yeah. I think it's really hard. I think I, um, what I did is when I went through, you know, each of those circles and then posed even more questions to, to think about that. I, um, I, at the same time as presenting that I went through my thinking and how I went through my why. And so, um, you know, right off the bat, I mentioned that like for my why it was for me to fully answer it. I think it, it was very personal for me. And so, I um I shared that my why was um to make cancer suck less for AYAs for adolescent and young adults. Um and kind of borrowing from stupid cancers, you know, real real motto. Um but it it, it stuck with me that that was my that's that's how I answered those questions. That's you know through that lived experience, through my research, um, through um my own professional experiences as a nurse practitioner too and and research nurse. Um all of those things helped me to answer um, how, you know, had the, you know, the questions around why. So like, what brings you joy? What are you good at? What does the world need? Um, and then, you know, more about the why is like, what's your overall belief in this? And like, why, why do you do the job that you do? Right. And so um, the, the, the takeaway <laughs> and um, the advice that I have for nurses on how to find their why I think is, um, it's okay if this is a, you know, multiple year long process. It's okay if you go back to things um, and these questions. Um, I also think that it's a good reflection to do with nursing colleagues. And also um, the second part of this, the the how is really, I think you benefit from having the discussion about the why first and the how with other people, because questions around the how really get to like, what sets you apart from your colleagues and like, how do you fulfill your why and what is your strategy? But, but the key thing of that is like, you have to know what you're, what you're good at, right? You have to know also what you're not good at. And that can be really hard for an early career nurse who's, you know, just a few years out of nursing school. Um, so things like career self or like workplace self-assessments, you know, meeting with your um, your nurse manager, talking with colleagues of like, I know that I'm not good at, or, you know, proficient at this yet, or I know I have more questions about this. And, um, but I'm also really passionate about this. Can you help me to understand it more? Or how do I, how do I move to gaining that proficiency, um, that self-awareness, I think, is is really important in terms of advice um, because that's something I, I um, 
it took me, it took me a bit to get is like, you're, you're in nursing school for a while. You, if you go on to your graduate degrees, if you go on to doctoral degrees, it's a, it's a lot of school and you're, you're supposed to come out and be an expert, right. And thing, but you realize that you're continuously, continuously learning. And that is, that is life. And so, um, I, I, I hope that folks, you know, participants in this took, took back that, um, you know, overall advice is that they can do, they can do these activities, but again, they're probably going to do it again and perhaps their why will change and that's okay. And if their why has changed, then perhaps maybe that's not, maybe that's why they're not getting fulfillment from their work anymore. Or perhaps, you know, perhaps that could be leading, you know, aside environmental factors, and but perhaps that could be leading to discontent too with their jobs. And so um, that, that's, that was just to kind of put something in their in their ears and and um, help them to th- think about their role and their place in this really sacred profession in a different way. Definitely, that's really awesome advice too. Um, so the last question for you is: is how will uh, finding your why or reflecting on it um, help nurses to have a fulfilling career personally, and also help nursing sustainability on a larger scale? Yeah, that's such a great question, and you know it was a bit. I reflected on my takeaways and, you know, really bringing in the points that, right, there's significant, significant challenges affecting the sustainability of our nurse workforce, but there also are opportunities, which I mentioned in areas for innovation, um, you know, among um, nurses and oncology nurses, and that we know that um, delivering effective, sustainable oncology care, cancer care delivery, whether through practice, teaching, education for nurses, um, but or, or research can only be provided with a robust, healthy oncology nurse workforce. And so um, I believe, I really believe <laughs> that um, when, when nurses are able to find their why, whether early in their careers, later on reflecting back or are um, okay with with the opportunities and, and possibilities that the why could change. Um, I think it really helps them to allow to either pivot um, or um, pivot within nursing, pivot outside of nursing, um, but then also allow to contribute to the workforce in, in more substantial ways, which can help our nursing sustainability on a larger scale. And so, you know, we think about um, nurses who... Um, you know, our second degree nurses. And I gave this example in the keynote of um, for folks to think at their own settings, how many nurses that they work with um, had undergraduate degrees or were coming from what we call like an atypical nursing background and entry into nursing. And so, um, you know, were they in business before? Were they psychology in psychology or social work? Um, did they have a biology background? For me, I had an economics background. Um, and that diversity alone um, also, you know, really strengthens, I think, the discussions you're able to have with your colleagues in a work environment. I think it helps to contribute to these innovative ideas because we know we can't just be working in silos. Um, and, and I think it also helps to inspire other folks that, hey, you know, you got here in a different way, <laughs> whatever different is or non-traditional, um, and you're still able to, you know, really contribute meaningfully to our workforce. Awesome. Well, this is all really awesome advice and such an important topic to be talking about right now. So thank you so much for coming on today and uh, sharing all of this with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. And um, 
if you weren't able to catch the bridge, um, I think they do have other recorded sessions if you did sign up in advance. Um, and I'm sure you can share my information if folks want to collaborate or if they want to talk more about this. I think it's, uh, like I said, um, really important aspect of you know, cultivating your practice and cultivating um, from a research perspective, really shaping your program of research and the rest of your career. Absolutely. Definitely will do that. And thank you again. Thanks.